0: ladies and gentlemen boys and girls kings and queens and everybody in between welcome back to another episode of johnson says Who? it has been a long 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 while since i've recorded um Initially, when COVID-19 hit, I said, you know, let me start back, you know, recording episodes, checking in with people, see what everyone is doing to cope with the current situations that we're in, and that did not happen at all. Um, I thought I was going to be in the mood to record, and I just wasn't with everything going on as far as... The continuing killings of black people, the protesting, Corona, the current incumbent still being trash. Just, you know, a lot going on. So I just kind of retreated into myself and did some things, you know, that kept me at peace mentally. Um, read books, watched a lot of TV listen to a lot of music and i still listen to a lot of music um just took like a lot of time to focus on myself and find things that really made me happy again outside of other people so that's definitely what i was doing so yeah so here i am back and i'm going to try to be consistent Keyword is try because with these times we're going in and the way 2020 has been showing her complete ass, we just don't know what's going to happen. Just don't have a clue. So, few things to catch up on. Um, Forty five is still a trash. Um, I really don't know what to say to that um, because ever since he's been in office he's consistently been trash and i don't see how anyone with a good sense and a brain that god gave them could support this man however there are a lot of people who are behind him they are racist they are organized they are together so black people and other minority people let's get together Let's vote and let's get him out of office. I know, I know, I know, I know a lot of people are not really behind the whole Biden-Harris campaign because, you know, Joe Biden is still, you know, 94 crime bill, Kamala Harris and all the things she done in California as a um, prosecutor and attorney general it's just a lot to process But at the end of the day We have elected white men Into the office They have done way more Than what they've done So At this point, you, however you look at it The lesser of two evils I'd rather have Biden and Harris in the White House Than to continue to have Trump and Pence there So that's that on that um, Also briefly You know We've lost another um, superstar, another hero, superhero, someone that was definitely important to black people and black culture. And that was Chad Boseman. Um, I was definitely taken by surprise by his passing because, you know, we hadn't seen or heard much from him. And over the past few years, his weight had been fluctuating. And, you know, there were times I was like, is he sick? But then it was like, you know, maybe it's a movie role. And, you know, we kind of find out he had um, colon cancer, which was very sad and very unfortunate. And it's just this year alone, we've lost a lot of influential black um black people, where they've been leaders, celebrities, political activists, we've just lost a lot of people, young and old, to that were important to the culture, that have supported the culture. Their contributions are just immeasurable. And so we're losing a lot of people and there are no I feel like there's no one coming up to replace them. So definitely, you know, cherish these people give them their flowers while they're here show them love and appreciate them not to just you know celebrities but also to people in your family and your circle just show them love appreciate them because the way things is going not that you know anyone's life could can't be cut short at any time but it just seems like with everything that's going on this year it's really put an emphasis on like really show up and be there for those people that you owe dear so let's continue to do that now on to some fun stuff one of the things I've been doing since we have been you know well we're not currently in lockdown here in New York New York you can get out and you still move about it's not the same as it was before COVID but at least we can move around a little bit but one of the things I've definitely been doing more or less, though, so, depending on the time and depending on the show, is watching new TV shows and watching movies and getting just caught up on old things. But my two favorite shows, I'm going to start my two new favorite shows. My first show is P-Valley that comes on Stars. Anybody watch P-Valley, y'all already know down in the pink where the girls get naked yes where they get naked so um what i love about this show is that it's set, in the, it's set in the South, I believe, Mississippi, one of those states. I believe it's Mississippi. Not sure. I don't even know if Chuck Lisa is a real place. Somebody let me know. Is that a real place? It sounds like it could, but it doesn't sound like it don't. So I'm really not sure. But if you know, let me know because I don't know. So what I like about this show is that it's very i feel like it's very authentic it really gives you um, a look into the lives of strippers you get to see strippers as real people not just there for um male entertainment not just there to be objects of sex and lust and all those other things that strippers are and you get to see their lives and also you get to see um the lives of other characters One of my favorite characters that, you know, I love is Uncle Clifford. Now, Uncle Clifford, if you have not watched, um, Pea Valley, which I strongly suggest you watch P Valley. If you have it, it's on stars. I'm pretty sure somebody got it somewhere online. Google it, find it, watch it. Um, Uncle Clifford, um, is a gay black man but i think on the show he goes by the pronouns her and she and what i love about this character is that he's not a stereotypical gay character that you usually would see on some tv shows he's a i'm gonna say gay because like i said he goes on the show he goes by the pronouns um her and she but is not a stereotypical queer character, I would say. It's definitely a character that has layers and it lets you see that, you know, even though he is a queer person, he definitely wants the same things normal people want. He wants, you know, which queer people, contrary to popular belief, we are normal people, even though people don't believe that. So he just wants what anyone else wants. He wants love, he wants happiness. He wants success. But what I do love is that he is very over the top, but it's done in a very authentic way. It's not done in a way where you feel like he's playing dress up in this role, you know, because being of that community, I've definitely come across people who are like Uncle Clifford. And to be honest, they are a lot to take in. In the beginning, it's like, woo, okay. But they end up being some of the most real, genuine and just cool people to get to know. And they have some of the biggest hearts, which you see on the show. Uncle Clifford does have a big heart. Um, Also, Uncle Clifford outfits. Whoever is doing wardrobe on this show for Uncle Clifford, they, yeah, they definitely are true to the character and i appreciate that um my other character that i love is Keyshawn, aka miss mississippi played by shannon thornton when i tell you this is a beautiful like gorgeous, insanely stunning black woman. I didn't realize how beautiful she was until probably like episode three four ish somewhere in there when she was on um, when her little murder was having that conversation outside about them working together to kind of help each other pop and i just was looking at the tv like this woman is gorgeous like who is she where did she come from where has she been why did i know she exists and then i found out i kind of didn't know she exists because she was on a couple episodes of power um but I love, um, I love Keyshawn's character. I love all. The, I really like all the characters on the show. Keyshawn, Autumn Nine, um, aka Haley, uh, love Mercedes. Love like I just. It's just a really good show. I don't really want to give away too much about the show. But one thing I will touch on that I've seen people have negative comments or try to debate about on social media is the um, relationship between Uncle Clifford and Little Murder. Little Murder is a rapper played on the show by actor J. Alphonse Nicholson. And When I first watched the show, I was trying to remember where did I remember this actor from, but then I remembered if we flash back to like the beginning of COVID era, like March, April ish, when the um Madam C. J. Walker, um well, the in this um inspired by Madam CJ Walker's life movie that Netflix did that was terrible, but that's neither here nor there. Um he was the actor that played um Tiffany Haddish's husband in that movie. So that's why I was like, okay, I do know him. That's why I know him from, I had to put it together. But back to what I was saying. A lot of people have had to have took issue with this relationship. They'll watch the show because I've seen it so many times. Anytime there is a black gay couple or a black gay relationship that's on a TV show that is popular or mainstream and on a the network, there always comes this conversation that. Oh, they're trying to—they're um, trying to emasculate the black man. It's an agenda to feminize and take the black man down. It's this, it's that. They shouldn't be showing this because kids don't need to see that. You know, kids don't need that type of influence, y'all. I'm just gonna say it plainly, as plain as I can. Niggas be gay. Get over it. That's just what the fuck it is. Niggas be gay. It's it's part of life. You ain't got to like it, but just respect people and respect their lives and respect their choices. If you don't like what you see on the screen, turn your fucking channel. Don't watch the shit. But there is no agenda being pushed. It's just people want to see themselves represented on TV that's it you know i could speak for myself growing up the only the only show that i could remember watching that had gay characters and in, actually interacted and show love in a way that wasn't stereotypical was it was a show that came on showtime called queer ass folk the after queer Ass folk we got noah's ark And Nowhere's Art was the first time you've seen a show that was on Logo, which was a gay network, with gay black men interacting, showing love, showing affection, showing everyday life. So, people want to see themselves represented on this show. It is done in a very authentic way because... You know, being a member of that community, there are there are men like Uncle Murder that do exist. Not Uncle Murder, but Little Murder that do exist. And there are men like Uncle Clifford that do exist. And then it's the whole spectrum from in between the two. So get over it. It's not that deep. And your children seeing two, two black gay men interact on TV is not going to make your child gay. I promise it's not. Because if we're going to go by that... Um, By that theory, then I shouldn't be gay myself because all I saw was heterosexual couples in love throughout my whole life until I got to my late teenage years and ran across like crass folk and then later ran across um, Noah's Ark. So I'm just really going to need for some of you to dig deep, dig deep down inside, you know. Do a self-evaluation and work on those insecurities that come through every time you see something you don't agree with. Figure it out. But do not push or project your insecurities on anyone else. Figure that out and deal with that and leave us the fuck alone because we ain't thinking about none of y'all. The next show that is one of my favorite favorite new shows as well, completely different from um, P Valley, is Lovecraft Country, that comes on HBO. I have been seeing promo for Lovecraft Country, Lovecraft Country around the city for a while. Um, wasn't quite for me with the lead actor. But, of course, I'm very familiar with Journey Smollett-Bell. You know, we've been knowing Journey Journey Smollett-Bell since um, Full full House. Yeah, she's going Full House. So, yeah. We've been knowing her for quite a while now. But she's grown and she's married, hence the Bell. And she's one of the lead actresses on this show, Lovecraft Country. Um basically um lovecraft country is two of my favorite things in the show um it's black history and a period piece and also adds like a supernatural scary sci-fi hard type of twist to it which i am absolutely loving um The lead actor in this show is Jonathan Majors, who plays Atticus Freeman. Um, Jonathan Majors played in The Last Black Man in San Francisco. So if you want to kind of get familiar with some of his other work, that's that's one of the movies I watched to see his acting in. And that came out January of last year. Great movie. Check it out. Um, And Journey Smollett Bell, who plays Letitia Letty Lewis. When I tell you, let's just especially after I watched episode three that came on Sunday. When I tell you journey, Smollett Bell better when all the awards that's associated with acting in a TV show, when award season roll around next year, she not only does she needs to be nominated, she needs to win. This woman is giving her her best acting performances in this show she is acting her fucking ass off i mean off i have just watched and we're only in episode three but i have just watched and been like yo she is fucking great like i will I will liken Drane Smollett Bell's acting in this show. I would definitely put her up there with, like, I would say she's definitely on the path to be, like, one of the best Black actresses up there with, you know, the Lynn Whitfields, the Angela Bassett, The like, I feel like that's where her career and trajectory is going to go, or maybe higher. But she is definitely, definitely doing her fucking thing in this show and i enjoy it and one thing i always i also enjoy about this show because it's set in 1955 chicago is that it uses like a lot of references from black history and from black culture like the first episode the way they shot a scene with a little girl and her mother was basically a gordon parks picture with a lot of people didn't catch and then in this episode it was a reference that it kind of sat with me i was like yo but i didn't know why it sat with me which may be low-key spoiler for y'all don't watch it but in this episode they had some like i said in 1955 chicago it had a little some black kids sitting around a ouija board and there was one particular um black boy his name was bobo and bobo asked the ouija board Will I enjoy my trip down south this summer? And the Ouija boy said no. It just went. It just went straight to no, and he got this look on his face like what? And so what that was, I later found out that was actually an Emmett Till reference. The Emmett Till's real life nickname was Bobo. So that boy asking am I going to enjoy my trip to the South this summer? And the Ouija boy saying no. They basically was like, no. And so, he, when they put that the little boy that was playing the part, picture beside Emmett Till's picture, he actually had like on the same outfit that Emmett Till has on, his, on one of his famous pictures or whatnot. So, it definitely um, it touches on a lot of different topics. But one of the things that I love about this show is that even though it's supernatural and the original author, I think it's H.L. or H.J. Lovecraft, was a racist. But what they've done is that they've taken his stories, put black people in all the leads, and all the monsters in these stories are either white people or real-life monsters so it's just a great show and even in this last episode there was a scene where journey's character lady had to call upon the ancestors to help her to like defeat some people so it was like good to see that scene which i don't want to give too much away because it's a great show i think you all should watch it um but if you're definitely not into scary movies you may not because episode three just came out on sunday was a little creepy It was a couple of times I turned the lights on because I usually watch scary stuff in the dark by myself because I just like to. But a couple of times I was like, let me turn this lamp on and leave the lamp on to the show over with because I'm like, yeah, um, no. Because, you know, even though I live alone and I know my apartment in the dark, it's just, you know, when you watch scary stuff sometimes or stuff that's a little bit on the sci-fi horror supernatural tip you know that shirt you got laying across the back of a chair in the dark all of a sudden look like it's a man sitting there so you know just weird things like that so i definitely had to like turn my lamp on because didn't want to sleep no nightmares so the next and final thing i'm going to touch on on this episode is what we all experienced Last night, the Versus with Brandy and Monica. Now, when Versus first started, I've seen different interviews when they both have asked both women, like, would they be down for it? And, you know, initially, I think some of them were like, both of them were like, no. But then they were like, you know, if it's more of like a celebration, of our music, then uh, then you know, we would oops, excuse me, then we would be down for it. Now, I'm just gonna go ahead and give full disclosure that um I enjoy Monica's music, but I definitely um am more of a fan of Brandy's music. I listen to Brandy more. I've heard all of Brandy's albums, which I've heard all of Monica's albums, too. But I'm just a fan of Brandy's music more. And a couple of things that were said last night let me know why. But first, let's talk about the ladies and their outfits and what they came to the show in. Now, a lot of people were trying to drag Brandy for her outfit or whatnot, saying that she was dressed like a grandma and she was dressed like an old lady and all of those things, which, you know, I I kind of see and understand where that came from. Really? I do. I do. However, what I will say is that if you follow Brandy on Instagram, and just have seen her style lately, what she was dressed and how she was dressed last night falls in line with how she's been dressing for, like, the last couple of years. So I really wasn't surprised that she came and that's what she had. Um, I just I just wasn't surprised and caught off guard by that. Um, what I will say, you know... For those to know, fashion, she didn't have on labels. She had on labels. But, you know, it's just she has that, you know, she's doing that weird, I guess, kind of laid back, easy breezy boho type thing with her fashion, which, you know, that's her her aesthetic. That's her aesthetic. Like, I get it. I mean, I wouldn't say I loved what she had on, but it wasn't like... Oh, my God, I just hated it. It wasn't that. Overall, I thought she looked nice. Um, <clears throat> As a stylist, I pro- I'm not going to say probably. I definitely would have put her in something different. But, you know, maybe that's what she wanted. I'm not her stylist, and her stylist knows her best and knows what she likes. So, that may be what she's like. And that's why I'm going to leave that. Monica I liked Monica's outfit from afar. And the reason I say I liked it from afar is because when I seen pictures of it up close, the fit of it was off. And when you work in fashion, one of the key things that you always pay attention to is the fit because how something fits can make or break a outfit. And I just couldn't get with that bagginess in the crotch of her pants. The jacket could have been could have been tailored better. And so could the boostie have been tailored better towards the top. But that's just because that's the that's the line of work I work in. So I noticed those things. But overall she did look good. And I don't know if the um The backiness came from her sitting down and getting up Or doing different things because the pants were tight But overall, you know, both ladies look nice in their own way Now, um, what I meant by what I said that I could understand Why I like Randy's music better is what Monica was talking and she was like, you know, I just, you know, Brandy was saying how she records songs over and over to try to get it right. And Monica was like, well, oh, I just do one or two sing downs. And I was like, bitch, what? Right. That's it okay that makes sense then that makes a lot of sense you only do one or two sing downs and you don't try to go back and perfect it where you know brandy will sing things over and over and over to kind of get exactly where she wants it and then she mentioned last night she loves to sing background vocals so you know and that's the thing i feel that draws me to brandy's music more is because I'm a person that loves harmonies and music and most of the people I listen to do very do harmonies very well now I will say Brandy's harmonies are top tier I don't think there's anybody that does harmonies better than Brandy maybe Mariah Carey but that's about it it's outside of that there's no one I could think of that can out harmony Brandy on the track it's just not um I will say Monica did come out swinging. Monica played all of her good songs. There were a lot of songs that I forgot Monica even had, to be honest, when they was, you know, whenever she would play, so I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about this. So, like I said, I'm more of a Brandy, I'm more of a Brandy listener than the Monicas. So, there were definitely, um, some songs that I forgot um, Monica had, um, which for some reason i forgot about you should have known better um i was very happy when she played like this and like that because of her first album like this and like that was probably my personal favorite song it wasn't you know don't take it personal or anything like like this and like that was my favorite song of her first album so i was real glad that she played that what other song did she play that I was really so that I forgot? Um, um I forgot about why I love you so much. I don't know why. I, why I really like forgot about a lot of um Monica's songs. Um now I knew when she played Sideline Ho, I knew that was coming. I didn't know when it was coming, but I just felt like that song is coming and i do feel like brandy a little bit overreacted about the word ho i'm like brandy your daughter sarai is probably what between ages of 60 and 18 she's pretty well i'm sure Knowing what I knew in middle school and high school, and knowing these kids know way more than what we knew, I'm pretty sure Sarai is well versed in what a hoe is. She probably know what a hoe, a whore, a slut, a man whore, whoremonger. She probably know what they all are. So, when Brandon was like, "Sarai, cover your ears." I'm like, "Girl, your child is well aware of what a sideline hoe is." And if she ain't, then she just found out the night, and it's fine. it's fine. she needs to know these things it's for her life. um what other songs um oh, I was glad she played Trust with the song with Keisha Cole. um, I always felt like brandy kind of overshadowed Keisha Cole on that song maybe because i only listened to that song to hear monica's part i'm sorry about monica not brandy but i only listened to that trust song to hear monica's part um so overall you know monica came out you know with her good with her she came out with her best song she came out her best song she came out swinging she came to the verses she came to play to win um what i did not like i just felt like um I do know they briefly touched on that they had not seen each other for eight years, which when they was promoting the song um, Belongs to Me, that was on Monica's album, and that was around the time, shortly after Whitney had passed, or so around that time, and they were promoting that song, and they hadn't been together since then, and I remember back then it was talk of a tour, then it wasn't a tour, and... They did mention, like, you know, they hadn't seen each other for eight years, and they had a, they had, like, a face-to-face conversation backstage, and, you know, we don't know what took place backstage, but Monica's energy just kind of gave off, like, she really did not want to be there. Um, I just felt like she didn't want to be there. She came there, she looked good, and it was more like, you know, I'm here to do these songs, and... You know, that's it. Um, Which I could be wrong, which I'll touch on later. Um, Brandy. Um... I was not surprised by any of the songs that Brandy played. I was surprised though, that she gave a lot of love to full moon. Cause as she said, full moon was the album that came out when she was pregnant. So she really didn't get to promote that album. Didn't really get to do a whole lot of singles off that album. But full moon is a fan favorite. And Brandy does some of her has some, has some tracks on full moon. Like they may not be, they may not have been singles that were released but people that fuck with brandy knew all the songs from full moon i've listened to full moon a few 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 times so i was very familiar with the songs that she played like when she played um he is i knew she was gonna play it out i was waiting for that i was I didn't know she was going to play Full Moon. I wasn't surprised by that. Um, What was the song that she played from... What was the song she played from Full Moon? that I was glad she played it, but I wasn't expecting her to... um, No... That's not, it, that's not it 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 I don't know why I can't When you touch me I was glad that she played it Um, That was a good full moon song Um Brandy did play a lot of songs That I felt that she would play Um I felt like she shouldn't have played Borderline because Borderline was from her new album and I feel like that's a lot that's a song a lot of people were not familiar with. Um I listened to the album, so I'm familiar with it. She sounds great on it, but it's just it just wasn't a popular song. So I don't think she should have played Borderline. And I was also surprised she did not play a she did not play a lot of songs off 211. The only song she played off two eleven was the song um Put It Down with um chris brown and i was surprised because 211 had some 211 had some songs like 211 she could have played without you she could have played slower um it was just a few songs that she could have played you know off 211 and even off some of her other albums um One thing I will say, she didn't play any songs from her Human album, which I'm glad she didn't because Human was... I mean, Brandy doesn't sound bad singing anything, so let me just state that. She doesn't give bad vocal performances on tracks or in live person. However, the songs that were on Human, it just, that was that one album, it just didn't hit. I felt like when she did Human, she was trying to appeal to a different a different demographic that was not her core demographic or her core fans. So all the songs, she sound great on them, but it's not nothing nobody really wanted to hear. So I just was really glad that she didn't play Anything from human Um but if she was to play a song from human She probably could have played departed Everybody I feel like knew departed so she could Have played that but she didn't and I don't and I'm not I don't I'm not mad she didn't Oh Sorry Headphones fell off but Yeah I'm not I'm not mad she Didn't play too much from human Um but I still Stand behind the fact that She should have played a couple of more tracks from 211. 11 um, But I will say the difference between Brandy and the difference between Monica as far as their songs go is I felt like Monica played all of her hits in this verses. And I felt like Brandy played some of her hits but there were a lot more songs Brandy could have played. Like Brandy got songs when she could do a whole another part two or verses. And I don't think Monica has that with her catalog. Not saying Monica don't have a catalog, but she don't have enough songs to do a part two. And Brandy still has other songs. Um I also want to touch on people saying that Brandy was being shady to Monica and Brandy was throwing shots. I didn't see it that way. Um to me. Brandy gives me like Very Awkward black girl vibes Um You could tell that she you know Is a fan of Monica's And likes Monica work And I feel like The level of Interest And excitement That Brandy has in Monica Monica does not have in Brandy I do think Monica respects Brandy as a singer. I do think Monica likes Brandy's work of art and like what she's done and her contributions to music and to the culture because there are a lot of singers that Brandy has influenced. There are a lot of singers that will tell you that I came out trying to sing like Brandy, Brandy was the singer that I listened to. And so I believe Monica respects all those things, but you know, I don't really, I feel like her and Brandy had a type relationship. They be cool, but they really are not like friends, which is fine because they didn't have to be friends. They did a song together 20 something years ago and, you know. Other, due to other people being involved that it it spawned a feud that really wasn't a feud it didn't have to be a feud but it was so I mean there's a lot of history there so I do think they have a mutual respect for one another I do think there's a certain level of love there and they're friendly and they're cordial but they're definitely not friends and I definitely don't think Brandy was being shady towards Monica I think she just was excited and happy to be there for it um a couple things that brandy did do they got on my last fucking nerve every time she pulled out the motherfucking poem book I'm like, girl, you are not Moesha. This is not your diary. Put that shit away. Why are we doing this? You know, I can understand, you know, she got the journal because she has certain things written down. But these little poems and like, you know, we didn't need that. I didn't need that. I don't think nobody else saw I needed that. Um, another thing Brandy got on my nerves doing is kept trying to like, push this tour idea that her and monica should do a tour and it's like sis you keep trying to push this tour idea and monica is not nowhere interested you know you already mentioned that we are a group and monica let you know very quick we are not a group um so with that being said sheen, you know brandy you're a smart woman Read the room. Read the room. Read Monica's energy. She, she ain't there for no tour. I mean, if a tour does happen once COVID decides to pack her shit and leave, I will be very surprised. And if it is a tour, best believe it's going to be a short tour. It's going to be a tour. It's going to be like, it's going to hit like five major cities. You're going to get like a a new york a dc atlanta la maybe a miami maybe chicago stop but it's definitely gonna be like five or six stop max i don't even think it's gonna get to 10 shows it's definitely probably gonna be like a five show or less type of deal if they were to go on tour together because i just don't I just don't see, I just don't see it happening. Like right now I was good with what they did last night. If they don't ever decide to perform again in life, then, you know, I'm fine. I feel like what they did last night was a great moment. It was good for culture, for the culture. It was very nostalgic. It took a lot of us back to like, you know, our childhood, not only through our childhood, but through high school, through college to adulthood, because they both have been putting out musics. Music since the early Mid 90s so you know if they Decide they don't want to perform again Like that's fine I get it Um I was Surprised however that they did not perform The Boy's mine And I am surprised that they did not Um perform um Belongs It belongs to me which let me Get the Right name for that song because I know it was on Monica's It was on Monica's album. That song was not on Brandy's album. It was on Monica's New Life album. It all all belongs to me. I was surprised that Monica didn't play that and that they didn't perform that. I felt like in my mind... Hence Missy Elliott said it's on the track She was like ooh maybe it's a band Behind the curtains Which I was thinking the same thing Like maybe you know they have a live band And they would open the show With like it all belongs to me Then sit down and do their verses And then they would close the show by singing The boy is mine together That was the vision In my mind but clearly you know That wasn't their vision What else Um can I touch on briefly that that was a thought? Um, yeah, I just really didn't like Brandy like trying to like force a tour, or like almost like she was begging Monica because it's like Brandy. One thing about Brandy, I don't think she realizes is that Monica knows exactly who she is, what she's given to music and the culture. I don't think Brandy really realizes what her impact to music is and that's why she kind of goes about stuff that she does and it's just like someone needs to sit her down and be like listen you are a legend in many circles in many ways and you are a person that people listen to to get musical inspiration from so you don't have to act like you're a newbie at times or you're someone that's not established in this game when you are And that's sometimes how Brandy comes off to me. And I get, I'd be like, it's very unfortunate. Because I'm like, all these years, you have not realized who you are and what you've given to music type thing. So that kind of bothered me. Um, Trying to think what else kind of stood out. Um, I can't really think. Think of anything else at the moment. Um, 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 um. Oh, people were saying that um, Brandy wore them white shoes to try to be shady to Monica. I'm pretty sure Brandy, that was the last thing on her mind was them white shoes that she wore. Because Lord knows what them shoes were that Monica had on in that video. But those shoes Brandy had on, you know, they were not that cute they're Bottega Veneta and no one watching except the people with verified stars that have millions could probably afford them. So that's that on that. Um, Yeah, overall, I definitely enjoyed it. It was nice to see them together. And I was glad after the fact that Ray J kind of released that video showing them behind the scenes, getting along and having fun because I think watching it people were like i said people were thinking brandy was being shady people think monica was being shady which you know i do wish monica energy would have been a little bit more but i also you know have read comments online when people was like that's just how monica is That you know if you watch family hustle or any tv show she's been on that's just how she is which I'm not familiar with that because I don't watch um, reality TV anymore. So I'm not familiar with how our personality is on screen. However, I was glad to see that Ray J posted that video of them interacting and being joking together to let them know that like, hey, you know, we ain't got to be best friends, but we still get along. And, you know, we still had a great moment. But I kind of knew low key. What the vibe was going to be from Instagram Because Brandy was like Posting like her and Monica And different stuff throughout the week And Monica really was like posting stuff About her So I just was like eh, Well you know my Whatever It is what it is I do feel like you know I like I said I will be very surprised If we see the ladies together Again I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm just saying I personally would be surprised. But if they decide to, great. If they don't, great. I think everybody was really content with how last night went for the most part. Um, So, yeah, that's all. That's all I got on that. Ain't got no more. So, in conclusion... Thank you all for listening. Um, any questions, comments, and concerns, you can send to the email box. That is Johnson.says the number one at gmail.com. And once again, that is Johnson.says the number one at gmail.com. Um, haven't been that active on Instagram page, you know. It's COVID, we all a work in progress We just had to be alive at this point So, you know, bear with me With that, if you choose to If not, you know I get it, you know, I get it People got things to do, shit going on Um That's it So, you know, once again, thank you all For listening Be safe and be blessed